Have you ever wanted to explore a culture that interested you? A culture that fascinates you due to the contrasting factors? A culture that contains gorgeous characteristics and is super ancient? One of the oldest cultures in the world? Well, you're at the right place. I'm Freya Vijay, and this is Know the New with Freya. Hey guys, welcome back to Know the New with Freya. I haven't recorded in a hot minute, but I'm here. And sadly, this may be the last episode, maybe for this season, unless I'm having another season, I don't know yet. But this will be the last episode of me talking about my culture, Bumble culture. And it feels weird, but it also feels like I've accomplished something. I've made a podcast, that's, we- that's, that's so cool. And um, yeah so this topic will be a little short and it's actually going to be me talking about celebrations that are um prominently held in Tamil Nadu and a lot of people may know um some of these um actually not some just like one of them um you guys may know one of these celebrations because a lot of Indians talk about it but I really don't know how it's celebrated in other parts of India, but I do know how it's celebrated in Tamil Nadu. So, I'm here to explain and talk about the celebrations. But before I get into that, I just want to say how cool it is of the fact that I've made two episodes that range from like 35 to 45 minutes, which is crazy. I can't believe I talked that much. <laughs> and um, I mean, honestly, it's a, it's a good thing because it's about my culture, so I can talk as much as I want. And I just want to say it this is such a learning opportunity for me to explore my own culture because like I have not really looked deep into my culture very much because I haven't had the time and also because I at the moment didn't have the opportunity to but because of this project that I'm doing it's allowed me to explore my culture and to be able to really know who I am which is crazy and I absolutely love that and it's opened my eyes a ton. And I'm just really proud of who I am. Anyways, enough of the cheesy talk. (laughs) Today, we'll be talking about the Munada celebrations. And celebrations are really, really prominent and so festive in India. Especially, like, all different types. Because India is very diverse. So, no one does the same thing all around the world. Like, all around India. It's, like, just imagine, like, America. You would think, of course, like, everyone celebrates Christmas in America it's all the same you know holidays and stuff but like that's because like each part of america kind of syncs with each other in india it's not like that it's very different india is kind of like a continent and there's like different parts where no like different states speak a different language it's crazy it's really cool though but anyways let's get started so Yearly celebrations of Tamil Nadu tremendously enhance the culture of the state and embraces the true identity of Tamilans. So it's so festive. If you guys go to India and see the fest, like they don't call it celebrations, they call it festivals. Um, and if you just see the festivals, it's so lively. Like if you ever feel lonely one day and then you realize, oh, it's a celebrate there's a celebration tomorrow, just wait till that happens because the entire day everyone will be outside playing and making food and like it's gonna be jam-packed and like sometimes or most of the times there's always fireworks in the air. So even if you're trying to sleep, there'll be like 
putting out fireworks in the middle of the night and it's just crazy and I've been there once or twice um and it's just so bright it's just like brightens my day I mean kind of literally because of the fireworks <laughs> but anyways traditions are actually truly expressed through various festivals that take place in Tamanada like I said and there are actually three main festivals that are greatly celebrated by Tamarins and the first one is Pongal which is like a huge one the second is Tamil New Year, which is another huge one. And there's a third one, Kartigai Deepam. And I mentioned before that there was one of the festivals that you guys um, may have heard of from a lot of Indian peers or media. And it's called Deepavali. Um, North Indians, or what you guys most have mostly heard before, would be Diwali. But, fun fact, different parts of India call that celebration differently. So, North Indians, as I know of, um, they say Diwali, and we, so South Indians, we say Deepavali, which is actually really, really cool. So, if someone just, like, went up to me, a North Indian went up to me and be like, Hey, happy Diwali, I'd be like, happy Deepavali too, like, what? Like, someone would be like, um, that kind of sounds like two different words. Are you sure you're saying the same thing? I'm going to be like, yeah, I am. But anyways, let's get right into the first celebration, which is Pongal. And it's actually really, really cool. And I didn't even know what the celebration was or, like, the meaning of it. But when I did research, I was like, that is so cool. Because I didn't understand anything. My mom just gave me the food and celebrated stuff. And I was like, what is this? I don't really know the significance. But anyways, let's get started. So... Pongal or Thai Pongal is the biggest celebrated festival of Tamil Nadu. Pongal means to boil in Tamil as this festival is an ancient festival of South India and is portrayed to be a harvest festival. And this celebration lasts four days from January 14th to January 17th. And you might be wondering, Freya, that's not four days. But if you count January 14th as one day, then it'll be, you know, it'll be four days. And during the phase of the solar equinox, this curse for harvesting crops such as turmeric, sugarcane, rice, and etc. This is a religious festival that traces back to the Sangam age, a period of ancient Tamil Nadu, and was also classified as the Dravidin Harvest Festival, and is around 2,000 years old, and was also celebrated as Thai Niradal. Pongal is celebrated over the course of four days, with each day celebrated accordingly. And I'm about to explain how this four-day process occurs and that each day takes so much time out of your day to celebrate, but it's worth it. The first day of Pongal is Pogi Festival, or day one. And this day falls on the 13th of January, and you're probably wondering, Freya, you literally just said it started on the 14th, but this is like a preparation day and to sort of collect all the energy that you're gonna be using for the next four days. So in the mornings of Bogi, people wake up very early in the morning, usually around like maybe five, six. I know that may seem like averagely early, but some people wake up even earlier, but maybe that's just like staying up late, I don't even know. But they wake up early in the morning, they clean after themselves right in the morning and decorate gorgeous designs of golems or tare alangaram. And that is actually a form of art with rice flour. So it's like drawing a really complex, unique pattern on the um, on the veranda or the porch of your homes. And 
you draw it with rice flour. So after all that, the people worship their sun god and agricultural equipment used to deal with their crops since it is a harvesting festival. They use their equipment to obtain any fresh crops that are ready to be harvested. Any unwanted crops or materials are thrown into pits of fire to symbolize a new beginning, which kind of seems dramatic at first, but it's also like really, it just gives you all of the energy that you've been wanting to have for such a long time. So that's why these festivals are really important because not only is it just to celebrate something that has no purpose to you, these festivals do have a purpose for you and they're created to allow you to intake certain energy and it's just all super, super meaningful. So the second day of Pongal is called Surya Pongal and FYI, Surya or Suryan means sun in Tamil or the sun and this signifies that this day is dedicated entirely to the sun god. So people wake up early in the morning again. Honestly, waking up super early in the morning like any day is just a habit so it's not really that new for these festivals. Um, maybe they um, wake up extra extra early but still people wake up early in the morning, they clean after themselves right in the morning again and they worship the sun god. So the women of the households actually make brand new columns in front of their homes. So they erase the ones that they did yesterday. Not necessarily erase, but they just tidy it up, I guess. And then they make new patterns. And with the new crops they've obtained on Pogi Day, the fresh harvested rice from the day before, is cooked into pungal. Pungal is a dish of rice boiled in milk and jaggery. And FYI on what jaggery is, it's basically a non-centrifugal cane sugar consumed in East Africa. So in other words, it's just a very natural based sweetener. And usually a lot of people in um, South India and maybe other parts of India, but all I, all I know as of now is that South Indians use it, use it a lot and it's just a substitute for white sugar. And I don't know why, but I don't know if people really use white sugar in India. They probably do. I just haven't seen them use it personally. But yeah, that's basically what it is. And they make bungal on a new clay pot. And we have some at home and my mom loves it. She all loves the authenticity. And it's just super authentic to cook in a clay pot. And when the rice is boiling, so when you're making pungal and the rice starts to boil and overflows the pot, the tradition is to say pungalo pungal. And this dish is created to be offered to the sun god. Once it is offered, the people relish on varieties of pungal dishes and wish each other very happy pungal. Or they say, and this concludes the second day of Pongal. So the third day is called Mata Pongal. And this day is in dedication to farm animals, which is honestly really ironic, but so iconic. <laughs> that kind of rhymed. I, I didn't mean that. But it's so nice that the fact that this day is in dedication to animals, which I don't really think there's such holiday like that in Western, like in Western part of the world. But it's just really cute and you get to admire what animals have done for us because they are the first living creatures on the earth but anyways so this day as i've said is dedicated to farm animals such as cattle and oxen as they benefit the harvesting of crops successfully so they sh they've just um basically yeah they've just helped the growth of crops and so farmers are really thankful for that so that's why they make this entire day dedicated to them. The farm animals are bathed and decorated in a beautiful way with their horns painted and wrapped with garland. And farmers also apply tilak or a mark 
on the cattle's foreheads with people offering bungal to the animals. Farmers often take their animals for a round in the entire village. And that's just, honestly, I really want to see that happen one day. That's so, so cute. That concludes the third day of Pongal. So the fourth day is called Kanam Pongal. And it can also be called as Karanal. And this day is dedicated to the sun god. People will offer um, Sakurai Pongal, which is sugary, sweet Pongal. So Sakurai is just a word in Tamil that means sugar. So those are offered to the sun gods on the last day. Sugar cane is also offered to the gods as well as people around them to symbolize healthiness and positivity in life. How beautiful is that? So Kanan Pongal is also the proper time to visit family and friends that may be afar. Since it is the last day, people finish off Pongal with songs and folk dances. So this concludes Pongal, and it is absolutely such an incredible festival that feels unsurreal when celebrated in India. And I haven't celebrated in India yet, which just I'm so sad about, but I really want to see how it's like in India. And I have celebrated this festival many times at home, and my mom would always make Pongal when that happens. And it is super fun and builds strong, like strengthening connections with your family members and your friends. So the next festival that we're going to be talking about that is greatly celebrated in Tamil Nadu and you might just be like okay that makes sense when I'm gonna say the name is called Tamil New Year and Tamil New Year also called Putandu is celebrated on April 14th of every year as April 14th is the first day of the Chitra month which is a month followed on the Hindu calendar from April 14th to May 14th. So, Putande is celebrated to enhance a new beginning and is celebrated to embrace being a Tamarnan. People spend this day with their families, praying, visiting the temple, as well as eating traditional foods such as vada, sambar, rice, payasam, which is what I've said before, I'm pretty sure when I listed the foods, which is a milk-based dessert almost, uplam, which is fried flatbread, vegetable curry, fresh mango pickle, curd, and more, and while all wearing traditional clothing. And houses are beautifully decorated with handmade golems all around the house. And this day is just almost a generic day just to collectively celebrate together as a community to embrace being Tamar. And it's it's almost similar to like New Year, like New Year Day in the Western part of the world where there's not really a tradition that you do unless you go to New York and watch the ball drop, but because of Corona, we can't really do that. But um, yeah, so that is just a very generic day. And if you go to India when it's um, Tamil New Year, you will see so many fireworks in the air. Like you, it, it's especially in the night, obviously you can't do that in the day, but in the night, it's just gonna be fireworks, 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 like on top of each other. And some people might not get their sleep, but I'm pretty sure everyone would be awake when that happens so that shouldn't be a problem and the final festival that we will be talking about is Kartikai Deepam and this is known as the festival of lights so Kartikai Deepam is celebrated during the Hindu or Tamil month of Kartikai which is from November 15th to December 14th for three days it is celebrated on a full moon of November 19th to coincide with the Kartika star. And that star is associated with the destruction of negativity and impurities. So it's already very uplifting itself at the fact that this festival is to get rid of all the negativity in your life and bring you such great well-being. So yeah, so this star uh, 
destructs all of the negativity and impurity, as well as getting rid of, of evil forces and bring forth great prosperity and joy. And the day starts off with a very clean house. And I'll just like to say that it's such a tradition to keep your house very clean, especially on the days of celebrations or festivals. Um, it depends on the household, but most people would always clean their house um, Especially in the morning, like in the morning, not during the day, not during the night, unless like someone all of a sudden comes, but in the morning they usually clean the house and it's just such a tradition and a hygienic habit to always keep yourself clean and your house. So the day starts off with a very clean house and they also will draw columns at the entrance of the house, like I said before during bonga, which is the patterns made of rice flour. After handmaking the columns, lit lamps or agal viluku are placed on the column as well as on the pujas, which is a worship ritual performed by Hindus. Praying processes occur such as navidyam, a process of offering fruits to the god as you cannot eat any food before offering it as it is strictly forbidden, as well as deepa aradhanai which is revealing the deity or God by holding up a lamp to praise the highest human objective, which sounds so cool. After these praying processes occur, the lamps are moved to different areas in the house, and they can be arranged near windows, entrances, and balconies. Lamps should also be kept in rice containers and salt boxes too, and it's just really significant that this celebration is celebrated at the end of the year and is so incredible when you experience it in India. So it also helps and benefits the mentality of those who want to start off the next preceding year with such a positive mindset and a really good list of goals. Like how we would say like, okay, um, this year's goals, I don't really know what they're called, but like the new year, new me kind of phrase. That's kind of like what this celebration is and why it's celebrated on the last month and just gets you into the positivity to be able to enter the next year with such confidence. And sadly, this concludes all three main festivals that are celebrated in Tamil Nadu and the beauties along with traditions that are enhanced in the Tamil culture. And I would like to say that this may be, this may be the last episode for the season, which kind of sucks. Um, that's honestly all I can say about the culture. There's so much more to it if you go there, but this is like just the main, main stuff. And if you ever have a chance to go to India, I suggest maybe going to Tamil Nadu and um, just experiencing how it's like, or not even Tamil Nadu, just go in India. India is such a beautiful country and you get to explore, experience different parts of the country because each part is not the same, FYI. It's really, really different, which is so crazy at the fact that one country can hold such diversity between its own people. But yeah, um, sadly, this is the end of this episode and maybe the season. I think it's going to be the end of the season. And when I have time, I may make another season talking about like social justices and issues around going in our world and just discussing stuff with you guys. Um, and yeah, I would just like to say that this in concludes season one. And it was so interesting to be able to prepare for this podcast and research about my culture and learn brand new things that I've never learned about before. And it really opened my eyes 
on my true identity and my ethnicity and how beautiful it is to be Tamil and understand a different language as well as living in a different lifestyle than others. My mother always tells me that like to be proud that I'm Tamil and this project definitely let me explore my culture and made me realize that I'm very proud to this day. And I honestly hope you guys learned something new or learned many things from this podcast and realize that Tamil Nadu is maybe you've never heard of it before and you're just listening to it for the first time but realize that this small state is very impactful in India and it's such a beautiful state with gorgeous components of traditions and foods and celebrations and just everything and I just want to thank you guys for listening and honestly I may make a season two who knows but I definitely will think about it and I'll think about what to talk about but this concludes season one of Know the New with Freya. That's so cool. This is a really short episode. I feel so bad, but also you probably guys are tired of me talking. It's been like 20 minutes. I am so happy that we finished our first season and it's shorter than other podcasts, but honestly, a podcast is just a way to be able to express yourself with words. So it doesn't have to be as long, but as long as the topic's done, that's the season. And this is Dumbo Culture. And I hope you guys definitely learned something new. And it's really fun to learn about different cultures and different traditions that are practiced practiced in different areas of the world. And yeah. So I hope you guys enjoyed listening. And I will potentially see you guys in season two. Oh my god. Bye.